idea. I will find him! You're not brave. Men are brave. Not about deserve. It's about what you believe. Could have just peed on Like brunch. Like, what is brunch? The story of the defiance is well known. What, are we some kind of suicide squad? Heroes don't kill people. Well, I do. Martha! Hello everyone and welcome back to Enter the Snyderverse. This week we're looking at the 2020 classic Birds of Prey brackets and the fabulous emancipations of one Harley Quinn. Fantabulous, Nathan. I'm, fantabulous. I, I'm so sorry. It's fantabulous, Emancipations of One Harley Quinn. I'm Nathan. I am one of your hosts on this show, and I'm joined by your other host. I'm Kyle. I am suspiciously sort of on screen, but you can never see my face. That's me. Or this is an audio format, Kyle. What are we on about? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm referencing the Joker in this movie. Nathan. Ah, yes, you're referencing the Joker, Cause, of course. Because you'll remember from last episode that I was the Joker, so I am still the Joker. Yeah, but... uh, yes. You're an idea. I'm an idea. I'm just I'm just suspiciously out of frame at every moment in this movie. <laughs> You've always got your face away from the camera. <laughs> Absolutely. So Birds of Prey, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Well this is obviously your first time watching it. Uh, as is the premise of the show. Uh, directed by Kathy Ann, who I Googled and has directed almost nothing else. Small smaller director, this was supposed to be a big step up for her in Hollywood. Um, mm-hmm. This film, she became quite um, a vocal advocate for this film when it was out. I mean, obviously, like you want as a director support your project, but um, yeah, sometimes you know you think directors might just be above it. Like you don't let the don't let the Twitter get you down. Mm-hmm. Oh man, the Twitter got to her on this one. I can't imagine why. Yeah, I can't imagine why. So, what are we saying, Kyle? Thumbs up or thumbs down for Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipations of one Harley Quinn? Well. You know how this works, Nathan. It's your turn to go first this time. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> no. Right. Now, now, why would you be so cautious about wanting to go first, Nathan? <sighs> right, okay, Kyle. So, I should tell you when it... Because obviously, your how did I first see this movie is always... I've never seen this before, Nathan. Why are you asking me? Uh-huh. Mines are always... Oh, I saw it when it came out. So I thought Margot Robbie being the breakout success star of 2016 Suicide Squad, it would make sense to see more of her. But also Margot Robbie's career is just, even to this day with Barbie, is still going up and up and up. But mm-hmm. this was her, this was the Harley Quinn movie, right? Yeah, she's a producer on this, right? Yes, Margot Robbie, a lot of power over this project. This was her vehicle, right? A bit like The Rock with Black Adam. Right, this was her project. Uh-huh. And we're entering the Robyverse. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're entering the Robyverse. But I think that the results of that are kind of self-evident, Akil. Um, I When I first saw it in the cinema, I was like, this is just a Harley Quinn movie, and they've just like stapled on like the IP, because maybe Birds of Prey, like a team movie, sounds more interesting than a solo. Because I think, fundamentally, I, I actually don't really care to see Harley Quinn kind of do a lot of stuff that isn't maybe connected to other characters. Um, just just how I feel. Just how, Not that she's not a great character, she is. But I just I think she works better in like a group setting. I think she is more interesting as a cog is in a greater whole 
And I found this to just be quite a barefaced play for a Margot Robbie vehicle, as opposed to a sincere, let's take a swing at the Birds of Prey. Uh-huh. Because there was lots of chatter about, you know, are we going to make a Gotham City Sirens movie? Blah, blah, blah. Because everyone wanted a Poison Ivy and a, you know, a Catwoman and those types of people, right, for the DCEU. But those are characters that have such a big brand recognition. You need, you want to cast, like, a very talented person that can carry that character for the franchise. But you don't want to put them in the, in the Margot Robbie vehicle because Margot Robbie needs to overshadow everyone because of Margot Robbie vehicle. And that is pretty much how I feel about this film. And that uh-huh. it, it just it feels so weighed down by the need to centre everything around Harley Quinn. I'm pretty sure that they, in the fantabulous emancipations of one Harley Quinn was actually added nearer the film's release because they could no longer pretend in like post-production that this was a Birds of Prey feature. And I just find the film very frustrating, Kyle. What do you think of Birds of Prey 2020, Kyle? Well, well, Nathan, I respect you. You know, as, as a friend, <laughs> I respect your opinion. <laughs> how how the turntables. But I think you're completely wrong. I think this movie is super fun. I had a great time. I think... In terms of all the movies we've watched so far, this is on the higher end for me, for sure. I loved it. <laughs> um, I think I think what we have here is a difference in expectations of what this movie would be. I had no expectations this movie would be anything but a Harley Quinn movie. That's what I went in expecting and wanting and delivered. I don't... And you, and you, like don't, I, and you don't have issues with the very obvious choppy nature of the film? It's all like... It's all like cobbled together in post? No, no, and I'll tell you for why. It's okay. because this movie is... This movie feels very much like DC's appro- um, counter to Deadpool. That's what they were trying to do here. I, I would I would, I would, would agree. A bit late, but I would agree. Sure, sure, a bit late. It's their answer to Deadpool 2, whenever Deadpool 2 came out. <laughs> yeah. I think actually maybe the same year. Yeah, well, like they, they, they don't have a Deadpool. They have Slade Wilson. Oh, no, of course, but, um, sorry, Deadpool. Because... Of course it wasn't the same year. <laughs> no, well, yes, they have Slade Wilson in the DCU, but he's a bit of a different character. Um, the, honestly, so took... unironically, he'd have been more interesting. Absolutely not. De- Deathstroke is so boring. Um, I, I, actually, so Harley... I, to actually add some stakes to this movie? Oh my god. Anyway, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. So Harley Quinn is, she's the narrator of the movie, right? Um, yeah. She breaks the fourth wall sometimes. I mean, she's narrating to us. She's always breaking the fourth wall. But in the movie, she sometimes stares at the camera and stuff. Yes. Very occasionally. And the whole the whole movie is framed as Harley Quinn telling this story. And this movie, with its weird chopped up editing style, I think that makes perfect sense for the way that this character would tell this story in a disconnected way, focusing on strange details. I think... If you're looking at this as a story that she's telling, that makes perfect sense because her mind is a bit fragmented and thinks about stuff in the wrong order. Well, the film does indeed call out that, oh, I should probably speak more about this person here because yeah, I haven't exactly. bothered to introduce I haven't bothered to introduce them. That doesn't that calling out it's another Death Star, Kyle, doesn't mean I'll forgive you for making another <laughs> Death Star. I think that in a Birds of Prey movie, you should actually make Birds of Prey. Like, I, th- I think how you focus a lot on the brackets of this and not on the title of the film. I focus on what the movie clearly is. The title's just a title. Like, 
I don't know why you're pretending you're such a Barts of Prey stan. No, because... You don't give a crap about the Barts of Prey. in the film, Kyle, the more interesting characters are not Harley Quinn. I totally I, I, disagree. I, I, I think... I think Margaret Robbie's Harley Quinn is absolutely enthralling. She steals I know, I th- the scene I think in every single scene she's in. She's great. She, I love watching her. Nah, yeah, that's because the film doesn't do much with anyone else. I think Margot Robbie is wonderfully cast, amazingly talented, and is just brilliant as Harley Quinn, right? I don't think she's phoning it in in a single scene she is in in this film. But. <laughs> but. Yeah. But. You can be just like. This character has a roof. There's a ceiling here. I, mm. for I never particularly gravitate to Harley Quinn outside of a team, or if not part of a team, not with Joker, or maybe I in mean, the Injustice universe, not working you with are, Bats. You are, you're out, you're just outnumbered in this. You're just wrong. I'm sorry, but there's a, there's a Harley Quinn cartoon show that's been running for four seasons oh, where I, Harley Quinn is the main character. I, I know. You're, I know. I know. I'll Harley blow. Quinn is a leading lady and has been for years. Christ, believe me, I know, right? <laughs> not for me, right? No, just uh-huh. not for me. And I think in a team movie, I want to actually do some team building, Kyle. This isn't the solo Harley Quinn film. Not, like, it's it's supposed to be a team-up film. And it's just, no, I think you're probably right to a certain degree of expectations, but if we were to just go through it, there is a whole lot of stuff with the other characters in this film that's just not spoken about even though we all know it's a thing. I have like we speak about, you know, Black Canary. Mm-hmm. Why are you in this film, Black Canary? What what were you doing? What why that's a that's a, that's a strange question to pose when like why is any character in any movie? But because it's it's a Birds of Prey movie. That's why she's in the film, but she doesn't do anything black canary. Though I think she has lots of promise. She, I think I, I think I believe she was supposed to get her own TV show or spin-off film as a result of this with Huntress in it, because those characters I think show a lot of promise in this movie. See, this I is want to spend thing more time with them. We 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 immediately come to a fundamental disagreement. I don't think that the the supporting cast is underutilized. I think they're used just fine. I I. I feel like oh, are you this movie like, establishes a perfectly good case for, like, this is Black Canary, this is her deal, this is her powers that she doesn't use very often, but there's a reason for that. And wait, wait, When is that reason established apart from right at the very well, end she where does she does one, one scream? One scream. Which is a pretty clear sign of why she get... wouldn't do it very much. No, 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 because she would get over that, right? I have full faith that this film shot more about her. There is one scene where Renee, the other pointless character of this film, the most pointless character of this film, sorry, literally, ha- like speaks to her and says, oh, your mother used to work with the GCPD. Now, I will, as you say, Kyle, why do I give a shit about the Birds of Prey? I'm not a diehard Die Birds of Prey fan. Yes, pretty true. I don't know if that's taken from the comics that this Black Canary was, like, had a mother that actually was this superhero, which is quite almost meta to, like, something like the Watchmen or something where there was like an older generation of these superheroes but like where's that in the film that there's a character arc there there's a story there to be had I am distrustful of the police I'm working with the villain this is an aspect that is introduced and then they never do anything with it Kyle that's not on that's not on me I'm not what? reading into that that's the film brings that up and then just 
simply doesn't do anything with what? it. I would like to explore that a bit more. And the film makes no effort to explore that a bit. I want to spend time with the ensemble this film is supposed to I, have. I, but we do. I don't like... This is, this is the same as Joker again, don't. where I feel we like don't. we watch different movies. She spends some time with Hugh McGregor, who's wonderful, by the way. She spends some time with Hugh McGregor, and he does things, and she stands there. She she calls Renee Montoya to warn her. So? So that's the arc, Nathan! I don't care about Renee... But you take... But you take Renee Montoya out of the film. That's, her arc that's is to make her a phone call. learning Sorry. that she does have to... With great power comes great responsibility. She realizes that the person she's working for, she's gonna, he's hunting down this kid, and she has to look for this kid. So she, so we had the scene before to establish that she knows Renee Montoya, so she can call Renee Montoya to warn her about that. Well, let's talk about the kid, shall we? Okay. Well, sure, sure. Okay. Cassandra Kane, Kyle. In quotes, yes, Cassandra Kane. Anyway. End quotes, right? So we'll just, we'll just, the name, I have in my notes here that it's just a name only, right? But we'll drop that, okay? I won't get nearly as upset about that because see when you say it, like, Nathan, you don't really care about Black Canary? Or, eh, like, the Birds of Prey? Mm-hmm. I do care to a level. I don't care about Cassandra Kane. How could, how could the Birds of Prey possibly be more famous to you than Cassandra Kane? I just... Had you heard of Huntress or Black Canary before this movie? Tell oh, me yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because I'll tell you why, because I'm a big fan of the Injustice games, uh, okay. which, which definitely are different takes on these characters. And I don't mind different takes on characters, right? I'm, I'm very kind of okay to take swings with different variants, right? And I don't mean that in like a where we are now with the multiverse of craziness, but I just mean I don't mind, you know, different swings. Jared Leto and Walking Phoenix, very different takes. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I kind of enjoy them both, that, you know, for different reasons and at different levels. I don't know. I, I think as we spoke about friend of the show recently, we had the conversation about the Bat family. Yeah. And my brain was just dripping, like I've been submerged in this world. A comics for DC, I probably know less about than I do Marvel. But I'm not a big particularly deep in the comics for it either. But Xander Kane, anyway, not a character I really have any affiliation for, except I do know enough to know this is name only. No, right? Cassandra Kane, she was she was the daughter of a famous assassin who trained her only to kill, didn't even train her to speak, sends her to Gotham to kill Batman. Batman realizes, hey, this kid is actually useful and has in a lot of trouble and maybe I can help her out and recruits her to become a Batgirl, one of the several yeah. Batgirls. And this, see, this, this, this Cassandra Kane is just you. like a street orphan who hustles people. It's it's like not not even close in any way. Yeah, that's right. So, she swallows a diamond. Yes. And Harley Quinn is working for Ewan McGregor. Well, Harley Quinn and the Joker have broken up. This is Yes. This is the emancipation of the title. It, why have they broken up, Kyle? Because um, it's a thing that, that happens in relationships, Nathan. Okay, the, rela- the relationship has ended because we didn't want Jared Leto. I mean, that's a good enough reason for me. I don't want Jared Leto, so... Yeah, lots of people didn't want Jared Leto. But we're not recasting yet. This is a Shazam problem where we're not showing his face, right? <laughs> uh-huh. And I think, honestly, Joker in this movie would have been more impactful, would have felt more threatening. There could almost more of a, you know, more of a commonplace story about maybe abusive ex-partners and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have in my notes here, I don't believe that Joker and Harley Quinn live in that house. 
Ah, uh, whatever. It's it's in the they, movie they for five that. seconds. No, oh, yeah. Listen, I'm not nothing. I have to agree about this film. We'll circle around where they used to live, right? And she's just living life. She's not told them they're broken up because Harley Quinn's been a lot of enemies, right? Mm-hmm. You know, in in Gotham City, Harley Quinn, pretty well known public figure, though apparently the Joker isn't. Um, no one knows who the Joker is. Cassandra Cain doesn't know who the Joker is. Everyone <laughs> yeah. else knows how the Joker is. I know. Pretty stupid, though, that she doesn't know who the Joker is. Um, Not a perfect movie. That scene's just weird, and I don't know why it's important that Cassandra Cain doesn't know who the Joker is. It's just strange. Maybe because if she knew who the Joker was, she would know who Harley Quinn is. And, oh, by the way, something else I just want to bring up. Harley Quinn, currently on the run from Amanda Waller. Don't worry about it. (laughs) What do you mean, don't worry about it? This is an interconnected DC extended universe, Kyle. You know that they don't give a crap about continuity. I give a crap about continuity, Kyle. Nathan, the last last DCU movie we watched was Shazam, okay? We jumped from Shazam to this. Perfect continuity. At the very least, it does nothing to contradict anything, which, to be fair, neither does this film. I just think this film... Is just sort of un- not plausible that this is not not to say it's not set in the same universe, but it just makes Amanda Waller to me in my mind seem a bit incompetent. Harley I mean, Quinn is not hiding. She also seemed a bit incompetent in the Suicide Squad movie. So no, no, she didn't. She's great. Love Amanda Waller. Terrific, terrific woman. Uh, she's not a combat specialist, obviously. But well, I, look, all of this movie takes place over the course of like a day, a week at most. Yeah, I think Amanda Waller could find her in thirty seconds. Yeah, but she would still be under the protection of the Joker. I, I, I fully believe that if Amanda Waller wanted to make a move against a Gotham crime syndicate, she probably could. Then why didn't she do it before? Freaking Joker's the one who broke Harley her out of Quinn the prison. was in jail, Kyle. Joker is the one Back. who broke her out of the prison, so clearly the Joker yeah. has a one-up on, on, um, on Amanda Waller. That's because there was corrupt prison guards, Kyle. We know about the corrupt prison guards in 2016's Suicide Squad. Uh-huh. There was inside help. Now, he, they were on the run in Gotham. Manda Waller, even even before the breakup, I think it would be definitely plausible she would get her. After the breakup, forget about it. Day one, she's at her door, right? I, I mean, how much does Amanda Waller care, though, really? Uh, I don't Waller think is, she would appreciate she... someone getting a fast one past her. And I, keep in mind, Harley Quinn does return for the next Suicide Squad version, so she does get taken back. Yeah, I I know. It just this doesn't bother me at all. It's it's the I same just, as I like just, it's the same as in any of these movies. Like, why don't they call the Justice League? Because that's the movie, okay? Because that's the movie, okay, okay. Because that's the movie. It does, but it, it does kind of uh, take me a little bit. Like, why the hell does everyone not know who they are? People just kind of it's like a local scene. Everyone knows who Harley Quinn is. I have a line here. Um, so this is after a little scene after uh, Harley Quinn is very drunk. I've, we have some good clubbing scenes in this film, don't we, Kyle? I guess, yeah. I mean, I've never been to a club, so you'll have to tell me. Right, okay. Well, we have some fun clubbing scenes in this film, and she's very drunk. Uh-huh. And she walks past the Acme Looney Tunes factory that turned her all acidic and pale, didn't, doesn't she? Yeah, um, the Ace Chemicals plant. Yeah, and she blows it up, Kyle, and it's just uh-huh. unguarded, middle of the night, yep. big CGI explosion. There's fireworks in that factory, which I find interesting. Well, it doesn't, it's not, it's not completely literal. Yeah, yeah, no, I guess, like, I know this film does funny animation things. Uh, again, I'm not that, I'm not really having a, I'm like nitpicking those bits. Also, really it's an explosion of a big 
a comic book chemical plant. It's not necessarily fireworks, but chemicals can burn in different colours. So, uh, detective, I found this necklace. Good work, officer. Harley Quinn and the Joker broke up. This was their spot. She's just updated her relationship status. Uh-huh. Is that like a well, problem? Yeah, it's stupid. No, it makes perfect sense. That's... Harley Quinn explained her logic to us when she blew it up, and then Renee Montoya, being a good detective, figured it out. She found an... Oh, sorry, her, one of her forensic teams found a necklace on the floor uh-huh. and said, okay, this that's some Sherlock-level of detective work It's there. a big golden J necklace. Who do you think it belongs to? It doesn't need to... It, even if it does belong to Harley Quinn, that doesn't mean she broke up with the Joker. Of course it does, because she no, no, it chemicals. No, it doesn't. That doesn't mean anything, Kyle. That means absolutely nothing. Nathan, they I think you're a bad to- detective. Kyle, they could have done it together. It could have been like a grip thing. But then why would she leave the necklace? Because maybe it fell off and the Joker didn't pick it up because no, he doesn't she, actually no, care about it. because she was making a statement. I, we know that, Kyle. We know that. I think this is I this is such a nitpick because this is this I follow this logic completely perfectly fine. Uh, no, this uh, now I know how I must have sounded when we were doing the Joker. I think you're insane. So that that is kind of going a little bit round the houses because what we were really trying to talk about, and it's my fault we went off track, was Cassandra Kane. Uh-huh. She is a pickpocket, perfectly fine. Okie doke. She takes a takes a diamond, Kyle, from The Cagliari uh, Diamond Salieri Diamond or something like that from Mr. Zaz, doesn't doesn't she? From Mr. Zaz in quotes, yes. Mr. Zaz in quotes, yeah. At the very end, you see he's got some scars in his chest. Uh-huh. And he's just got that in his pocket for some reason. Not not guarded. Well, not, no, um, this, this, no, this is perfectly explained because Black Canary is supposed to have the diamond, but yeah. Mr. Zaz is jealous that Black Canary is getting all the attention from Black Mask, so he's like, no, I'll take the diamond because fuck you. I, yeah, I mean, like, that. It's just, like, that I, was I fine. Fit, look, he's an idiot. It's fine. It's, like, you can do things, you can make mistakes. That's not a, yeah, that's not not, a plot hole. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not accusing that of being a plot hole. I understand the, the causation of events that led to her getting it. I'm just saying that he's pretty silly, which is fine. I think the film agrees with that premise. I was just pointing it out to the audience. And she swallows the diamond when she's in the back of the police car because she doesn't want to get it confiscated. Fair enough, this all makes sense. By the way, I should say, Kyle, I know this whole time makes it sound like I am, like, hate, just a 100% hater of this movie. It's got good bits. It's got lots of good bits in it, right? Okay. Like... It's, I've got I've got a list of good bits, Kyle. I sent you a copy of my notes. I got tons of lists of good bits, right? Nathan Nathan sent me twelve pages of notes. <laughs> oh, hilarious! Um, I did a lot of them was to do with like editing and pacing and just things that I find are ridiculous. But why is Harley Quinn not killing this kid? What do you mean? Well, so because she is now back against the wall. Everyone's trying to kill her because she's not with the Joker. Mm-hmm. She's working for Ewan McGregor. Black Mask, right? Yep. Because he wants to kill her and she says, no, I am I am now a mercenary. Here's my business card. Yep, and they do a little uh, Marilyn Monroe dance. Per- that great bit, Kyle. Great. I have it in my notes. A part of my 12 pages of notes on this film. Great bit. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. I like a song and dance number. I like you McGregor doing a song and dance number. I love Margot Robbie doing a song and dance number. I love them doing it together, right? Mm-hmm. Terrific. She then... But they cut it all out, Kyle. They cut it to bits. 
I feel this movie's just so hacked up. Let a scene breathe. Show me what you shot. Don't just cut everything together for a trailer and then go, ah, people just eh, move on, move on, move on. I just find the film isn't like visually a satisfying piece. I think it just has nice shots for a half second and the film moves on. Let it breathe. Let me see what you made. There's so much of this <laughs> film I think's cut out. The I, the only bit of this film that I thought wasn't cut to shreds, though I do think it was cut up a little bit, was the bit with the bloody egg sandwich, Kyle. They spent so Listen. much time they spent so much time describing the amazingness of this sandwich, which I agree, it looked great. I love that sandwich, Kyle. I am annoyed that she never got to eat it until the very end of the film. I am with her. You saw that in my notes. I love that sandwich. Like but that, that, it's not as important as the other bits of the film. I just cut up. I disagree. The, the egg sandwich is critical to this movie, okay? <laughs> because oh. what, what they're doing there is... You remember in Wonder Woman, I talked about how they subverted the male gaze by having um, Chris Pine all, yes. all sexy in a bath? Yes. This time they're just taking the piss out of the male gaze by applying it to a sandwich. And that's just very funny. Yeah, it's funny. (laughs) And it was a great sandwich. I wanted that sandwich. I was objectifying that sandwich, Kyle. (laughs) I was part of the problem. Uh uh Me and Harley Quinn are in the same boat. Sal, what a G, right? (laughs) Sal makes some of the best sandwiches in Gotham City. Uh I've never tried it, but to see it, I know it, right? But show me... Show me the, the song and dance numbers that you filmed probably at great expense... Any product photographer can shoot a nice-looking sandwich advert, right? The filmmaking required to do a big song and dance number is a lot more expensive, a lot more intense, and they just didn't do it. But to me, that's more interesting. I, I, I want to see it. Maybe it's because I look at a film in a more technical level, but sh- show me it. Unless it's, like, nonsensical to the film. I mean, but- it's already pretty nonsensical to the film where it is. But it's entertaining. Well, and you just contradicted yourself, Nathan. Did I? Did I? Because I don't think it's that nonsensical. She is hit over the head, kind of drugged, and she's hallucinating the getting hit yeah, over the I head. Yeah, and I think it's we like see just enough. Of, and you, you're talking about this scene like it takes like five seconds. They do play like most of the song. It's not oh, like no, it's just oh, chopped no, up in I think it, I think I think it, I think it probably precisely does take about five seconds to get through. No. You're, you're crazy. You're oh, I, you are uh, exaggerating to make this seem worse than it is. Is what oh, you're doing? Oh no, no 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 no! I don't think I don't think I am, Kyle. I, I I think you were on some some higher plane when you watched this that made you incredibly forgiving. I find it insane that I'm getting the vibe you like this better than Joker. <laughs> of course, I liked it better than Joker. Joker's one of the worst movies we watched so far. Oh God! Ah, so she's working for him. <laughs> <laughs> she's working for him, Kyle. Yes. And she goes, she finds Cassandra Kane. She does a very fun scene where she rips down a police station with beanbag launchers and glitter bombs. Uh-huh. Terrific sequence, Kyle. I'm saying yeah. a nice thing about the film. You know why it's nice? Because they let it breathe. <laughs> they show us what they shot. They don't just show us I can't imagine a why I can't imagine why they would focus more on a fight scene in a superhero movie than on a musical montage. That's crazy. Well, I should say I think a lot of the films kind of, you know, I think the whole telling the film out of order is completely nonsensical. I think they think it makes it more interesting. It just doesn't. Well, I've already explained that I do like that. So yeah, I mean, I, 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 I certainly don't. Um, I think film characters just disappear for five hours. Uh, I listen, telling a film out of order not inherently 
bad thing about it. Martin Scorsese famously has done it a number of times, so it's Quentin Tarantino, to great effect. I think in this film, it's just pointless. I think it's there to add some sort of sheer illusion of um, pre-planning competence. When I can tell this film was all made in post, I can just see the narration idea wasn't part of their plan. I can see the ADR lines coming out of people's mouths. I can see the scene that was cut and then they put a narration and like some B-roll before it to have it all add up. I, I can see all these little plugins, Kyle, that just screamed to me, you didn't know what you were doing when you made this. And I know things yeah, can but- be an evolving natural process as you go in. I get that. But sometimes you're taking risks and I don't think this paid off. And it's just insane. So... She's working for Black Mask. <laughs> uh-huh. And she finds Cassandra Kane in a great action sequence. And why doesn't she kill Cassandra Kane? Well, the movie does ex- like explore this later. It's because she sees herself in Cassandra Kane. And that's why she takes her under her wing at the end why of the does movie. She, why does she see herself in Cassandra Kane? Because Cassandra Kane's little kid, she does crime and wants I, to. I was, I was, I was once a young girl too. That I must also, I, I am her. Yeah. Yes. I. You're saying you say that in a dismissive way, but that seems like a perfectly fine rationale for me. I was once a child. I was once a child in a bad situation. Remember the animated segment of the star of the movie? She talks about her parents and how they um they sent her to like a nunnery or whatever, and the nuns sucked. And Cassandra Cain has a similar childhood of like, she, we see her foster, or we don't see her foster parents, but we hear them arguing and it's clearly a bad situation. She's out pickpocketing. I think there's a lot of parallels between Harley Quinn and I Cassandra I think she Cain. has more parallels with Black Canary and Huntress, honestly. I have it in my... Well, not with Huntress. Oh, I have it in my notes so later on where like Huntress is like a need to want to shield her from the violence because she's a child experiencing a lot of traumatic incidents. And she's like, just focus on this toy. I think, was that a toy car? I'm not sure. Yes. Yeah, focus on this, nothing else. The film has that little scene. Very nice scene. But the the fight kind of continues around it. And you can see in the shots that they're not making any effort to have Cassandra Kane sort of out of, the, or maybe off to the side or cowering away. She's sort of just walking around the scene or like in the background. No, I mean, and by the way, I don't think she should be like involved in the heat of battle. Of course not. But... The film doesn't care about the words that just came out of her mouth, but that's a good moment. That's I could I can relate to Huntress there, and be like, ah, yeah, well, I see. Based on your based part, on your history part, here, you would have very good reason to not want Cassandra Kane to witness this. Yeah, violence. all of all of the characters have their like relation to Cassandra Kane. That's what brings them together. I, I, that's that's part of the I movie. I just don't buy Harley's connection to her at all. I'm sorry. I don't I don't know why. They have a whole scene where they sit and they they serial and they watch cartoons and they bond. I mean. They, they do for one scene, but she should have been trying to kill her before that. And then because, oh, you're the girl from the roller rink in that 80-yard line. I mean, Harley could have... Clearly Harley isn't, like, super murder lady because oh. she doesn't go in and murder all the cops. So so maybe she just doesn't want to kill a kid. I mean, you know. I don't, this is my problem with kind of, you know, uh, anti-hero movies, Kyle. Just let them be bad. I don't like the... Vet- part... part- Part of the movie is that, like, a bunch of people are coming to kill Harley because she fucked with them but didn't murder them. So, maybe. But yeah, but that's because she would. She was. She fucked with them. She got Joker to tattoo a silly tattoo in the guy's face. Like she's a bit of a clown, obviously, it's in the name. But uh-huh. I can. To- but she, she helped kill Robin. Well, continuity aside, right? Because 
trying to imagine Ben Affleck Batman showing up in this movie is hilarious again. So yeah, he wouldn't he wouldn't be in this film naturally. Yeah, we do have a Bruce in it, but it's a hyena. I love the hyena. JK, you know what? I'm being too. I'm being too. Let's pause, right? Let's pause on my hate here, right? <laughs> Why don't I go through things that I liked, right? Okay, please. Just, just to, just because I feel like I am coming at you with a machete and a baseball bat, um, mm. and you're holding up uh, a, a sh- like a, a thorn oaken shield tree branch from the Hobbit. <laughs> So <laughs> that's so specific. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, that's very specific. Uh, I love. I not like not like Captain America shields. You gotta go with Thor and Oaken Shield. Sure, okay. it's just it's more regal, Kyle. I also, I think Oaken Shield's a really cool name. Okay, okay. So hyena, great addition. I love that they gave Harley Quinn her hyenas. Well, one of them. One, yeah, one of them. I apologize, and I really like the gag where she's like, "I named it after that hunky Wayne guy." Not knowing, obviously, that there's Batman. Yeah. Great gags. I think that's from the that comics. That is from the comics, right? But Harley, Harley Quinn. See, that's how good Margot Robbie's cast. I'm calling her by the character name. She just sells it so well. This film, and it's all its weird creative decisions where it changes stuff. I think that mm-hmm. it nailed some some bits like that. Some gags. Just, oh, perfect. Perfect. What else did I like in this film, Kyle? The fight scenes. The fight scenes. I enjoyed. The, I enjoyed the, the combat choreography. I enjoyed uh, Margot Robbie going around in roller skates at the end. I thought that was quite mm-hmm. fun. Uh, I love Ewan McGregor's look. Through, I think he isn't doing a good American accent, though. I will say that issue faded as the film went on. I adjusted to it, but I could always hear like he's, a, he's like an having evil British so much accent. fun in this movie. He, he's having a lot of fun. I think he's in the wrong film. Um, I, 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 we can get to Black Mask eventually, but just to speak about. Ewan McGregor specifically in the role. I think he looks great. I think his outfits are amazing. Mm-hmm. I think the costume department, like you know how like we talk about how Oscar winning movie, the Su- or just Suicide Squad. Uh-huh. I think this film for costumes easily also could have got some sort of Oscar. I I I, I really like the aesthetic of this movie. I, it has what I don't want to describe it. It's like a trash glamour look to it. That's a good. That's, that's the best way I can describe it. That is a good way to describe it. Yeah, I would say that. I think that I love Ewan McGregor and his eyeliner, like his slick back hair. I like the mask. Um, doesn't wear it enough. Doesn't wear it enough, but it's very like Marvel TV, you know? Yes. I, I kind of like that Zaz, even though it's not maybe a good inter- good incarnation of Zaz, I quite enjoy that he's just like his lackey somehow isn't his driver. He's maybe gay. He reminds me of... There's- do you remember in The World Is Not Enough, Kyle? Oh god, which one's that? That's the Robert Carlyle Bond movie where he's the bald villain. It's got a Christmas Jones in it, Kyle. With the nooks. Remember the name Christmas Jones. It's got the nooks in it, Kyle. They go to the cap they go they go to the they go to the caviar factory. And (laughs) Robbie Coltrane. Remember Robbie Coltrane, Kyle? I think I think I've only seen this movie once when I was a kid. Hagrid. So my my memory's a bit hazy. Hagrid, Kyle. I know he's, ha- he's he drives the dial bus. I remember. Oh, I'm I'm talking about the wrong movie. I've just described two different films. Well, that would be all. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. So what what I'm going for here is Robbie Coltrane in the Pierce Brosnan era Bond movies has yeah. like a bleach blonde haired lackey with like gold grill teeth in his mouth, a bit like Jared Leto's Joker, and he's like a complete weasel. Mm-hmm. And like he'll say, he sells them out to the baddies at one point, right? It's funny. I, we're playing through Far Cry Six right yes. now. There's a character who looks exactly like that in the, that game. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But I think that this is who this character reminds me of. Like, I totally feel like 
this guy would be the guy that would sell Black Mask out to the Joker or something. Uh-huh. Like, you just can't trust him. Well, I don't think, like... Yeah, I, to be honest, like, I don't give a crap about Victor Zaz as a character. He's he's a weird murderer man who carves scars in himself. You can take a lot of liberties with that. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not I'm not critiquing it. Um, I think, I, I, I just quite enjoy it, right? I quite, I quite enjoy that he's just, like, sort of his lackey, but the film doesn't really play on maybe, maybe you shouldn't trust him. The film kind of tries to get you to believe he's full committed to Black Mask. I don't, I don't think this, per- this person necessarily would be. I mean, I think the movie very strongly implies that those two are having sex with each other. Oh, yeah. But yeah maybe I'm, that's just me. Well, I, yeah, well, because this film, again, <laughs> cut the shit. Um, I think a lot's cut out. I, as I mentioned before, Marilyn Monroe Harley, great look. Black Mask. Mm-hmm. Love it more the whole sequence. It gave Moulin Rouge vibes, Kyle. Let's see. Oh, yeah, the Harley Quinn look. Mary Elizabeth robs Winstead's. The... What? Mary Elizabeth Winstead's good in this movie. Yeah, oh, uh, almost forgot she was in it. Um, not her fault. Um, this Harley Quinn is now Fortnite skin. The look when she storms the prison. Very exciting. Very exciting. You can cut out all these hums and haws. Um, <laughs> no, this is all staying. No, no, it can't stand, Kel. As you, it, as you struggle painfully to think no, of things it, you like about no, the movie. It, it doesn't sound professional, Kel. This needs to sound professional. <laughs> I said Doc seems like a nice man. I like that Doc's older out. So why the fuck would you have any loyalty to Harley fucking Quinn? <laughs> yeah, I've run out of nice things. <laughs> Maybe I've got more. Okay. Maybe I've got more that will come to me as our, as our discussion evolves. I love that Harley got a sandwich at the end. There you go. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's good. I, okay. I don't even know where to begin with the counter. I mean, I've been trying to counter you every front here. Because I think your interpretations of this movie are bizarre, but <laughs> uh, you said there that like um, Huntress is barely in the movie. She's in the movie about as much as you need her to be. I mean, they just kind of keep her around at the end, just kind of cause. Later on, they will justify it with she has that nice moment with Cassandra that the film will go on to do nothing with. But before that moment, she has yeah, no. Yeah, why would so? Why would someone want to stick around to protect an innocent kid? That's a crazy motivation. I can't can't imagine why someone would want to do that. Well, she That's, immediately did try to heck? leave already. She did just try that was to before walk the, out. That was before the army of goons showed up. I feel like it was after. I thought she was like, "No, I'm away. This is your like, this is your deal." No, that's when they're all just arguing with each other. Well. The crossbow killer. Oh, I like that. The cross. I liked how she didn't. She couldn't mark herself. Yes, I quite enjoyed I thought that. Thought that was a fun gag. I enjoyed that when you cut to her in the mirror. It, it, it was big, um, and she's practicing. It was big Pink Panther, Steve Martin vibes. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I've never seen that movie. I've never seen those but... movies. Okay, yeah. So I, I quite, I quite enjoyed Tantris. I would like to have seen more. I think there's that's an interesting character that had this DCEU not crashing and burned more of. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel everything is just sort of dangling stuff in front of your face. You know what, Kel? Watching this, I think you might love Madam Web. <laughs> How dare you? You've never seen it, Kyle. You might love it. You love you, you always have the contrarian opinions. I I ref, I this is not me having the contrarian opinion this time, okay? Uh, I reject your you are the contrarian this time. I'm looking at the critics and audience scores right now. 78% across the board. That's a positive good score, okay? <laughs> You're the weirdo this time. <laughs> okay, okay, Kyle. Okay. I will take you. I will take you at your word. And I know this is all publicly available information. And okay, I I I will concede a little bit that Renee Montoya 
is like in terms of plot relevance pointless less relevant not pointless she's there to be an obstacle for harley quinn that's not that's a point the obstacle is everyone trying to kill her yes well she's one of the obstacles she has one runaway secret from her what makes her grievance greater than any other grievance she murdered a sandwich nathan she murdered her sandwich she murdered the male gaze kyle She's the, she's there in the early parts of the movie to represent that the police are also on this case, albeit lacklusterly. Because, but the, by the end of the movie, she turns in her badge and gun, and she joins she joins the team, right? The team that but Harley Quinn's not a part of, but it's about Harley Quinn, right? Okay. She's a part of it in this movie, okay? This is like an origin story for an origin story. It's what, what, whatever, man. Okay, Who cares? okay, okay. I mean, I mean, people that like good movies should care. I do like good movies, which is why I like this movie. You can throw out your little sassy comments all the time. I still like the movie. No, I know, I know, okay, I know. I am being incredibly belligerent, and I do apologise to you personally. <laughs> I do not apologise to this film. Continue, I apologise to you. But, like, she can still be in the movie because she's a fun character who I like seeing on screen. I like this gruff detective lady who doesn't take no shit and has to wear bad t-shirts to work. I think all that stuff is just entertaining on the first surface of it. See, I don't. (laughs) Not at all. Well, why do you just hate women, Nathan? Maybe that's what's going on here. You know? Outside (laughs) of that, right? Like, other people hate this film for every reason I've just described. I hate this film because I hate women. Right, that 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 <laughs> we're not the same. You're not the same. You're not the same, right? Um, clip that if I ever become famous. You can use that. Oh, of context. course, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> clip it, remix it. Yeah, clip it, remix it. Use it wherever you like. This is the episode that's going to break us. This is the episode where like you you thought we were going to disagree on like other films, Kyle. I think this is going to be the magnum opus. Oh no, let me see. Um, I I think. Zack the Snyder Cut's going to be another big one, if I had to guess. Uh, I don't know, actually. I, I think you might be surprised what I have to say about that. Okay. Nathan, it's more fun when we fight. If we do, you know that. Nah, yeah, I, you understand yeah, I understand that. that. I understand that. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I'm being clever with religion. I'm making content, Kyle. I, okay. I think this is a very feminist movie, Nathan. <laughs> and not in, like, a having like a statement about feminism just in it's very clearly a movie made by women with a lot of stuff for women in it yeah because um yeah because wonder woman is a bit of like wonder woman's a good movie but it's a very like idealized wonder, version wonder woman's of what, what a woman is wonder woman's what i call a four quadrant movie yes mm-hmm. you get your male appeal you got your women appeal you got your family appeal mm-hmm well, this this movie has so much swearing in it. This is not a family movie. No, it's not. Which I found, which I found quite. Um, actually, I applaud the film for that. I really, like, absolutely. I I was I kind of I I didn't remember this film being so brash. Actually, <laughs> it, it honestly it surprised me, and I don't mean surprised me in like a oh, oh they're just trying to be edgy. No, I perfect like perfect. I one I'm one of those arseholes, Kyle, that believe in an artist's vision, right? <laughs> And if this is the movie they wanted to make, more power to them. Though studio interference is warranted on some things. Yeah, no, but some, sometimes a woman is one room and sometimes a woman is Harley Quinn. You know, it's just just a trash lady living in a tiny apartment, you know, with a hyena eating cereal on the couch. Yeah, all that's great. I love the hyena. I think it's so clever and I know it is of the comics and not an original idea to this movie and thus I shouldn't be giving credit to this film. <laughs> but the, I don't know. I think another studio 
by another studio, I of course mean Marvel, would be too scared to give their main protagonist a hyena pet that sits and giggles with them. It's too stupid. I don't know why you're... I don't know why you're so in love with the hyena. I, I, I think I, it's just... I appreciate it, I think cause, because <laughs> it's so clever, because the hyena laughs. Because yes, that's what hyenas' that's, little noise are, noises are, right? That, that's that's why that's why she gets pet hyenas, yes. And it's great. It's just, I think it's just, it's the, a perfect little novelty that's not so crazy that it doesn't make sense, but also not so boring that they haven't done anything. You know, it's that perfect sweet spot yeah, where it just You, you know in the, the comics, brain. Falcon has a pet falcon, right? Well, yeah, but that's just a drone in the MCU. <laughs> yeah, and he can talk to birds in the comics as well, which is such a shame that they never carried that over. <laughs> the, the, the closest Marvel got to that was, like, giving Ant-Man giant ants playing the drums. A- a- anyway, back back to what I was saying. There's other, there's other scenes, like, I think the scene where um, Black Canary stops Harley Quinn from being raped is like kind of an uncomfortable scene but also a neat scene just kind of an interesting scene so you know i have i have a question about that scene not criticism questions uh-huh. no i actually do have a criticism okay. about black mask watching that unfold because the the set doesn't line up it feels like they're breaking like 180 degree rule in a way that's not quite obvious i mean i found it a little bit distracting but i understood what was happening so when black but that that's that's not really my question that's just a, another thing that i'll use against this movie um, uh-huh. she comes out of the club and she sees the obvious, you know, man abusing a woman who's, you know, had too much strength moment, right? Yeah. She gets in the car, then the van rolls up, and it, the vibe sort of changes. It feels like it becomes less seedy and becomes more like a, oh, he's not taking advantage of her because he's a sleazy guy in a bar. He wants to kidnap her because it's Harley Quinn and we'll get some sort of money for it. Like, I feel like the... I don't- the I don't think that was the implication. I see that's kind of the vibe I got. The second I saw that van reversing up, I was like, okay, this isn't suddenly they've sort of given up on the sleazy vibe, and it's now become like criminal underworld. I, I, I like, I, I don't quite know how. It still to... felt, it still felt sleazy to me. It just, Did you, it, I, it just made it. It was more organized sleaze than you had originally thought. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. There was something more feels a bit more relatable and impactful about, or not relatable, but more like you know, ripped from the headlines than getting the heart of criminal mastermind getting shoved in the back of a van by potentially an organised crime group that are looking to maybe get some sort of financial gain from kidnapping Joker's ex-girlfriend I, and wanted I, I'm sure there's the federal government. There's more of a line of like the guy comes and is like, hey, isn't that Joker's girl? And he's like, not anymore. <laughs> with, with, with sleazy implications to the way he said it. Yeah, okay, yes, uh-huh, I remember that I remember that line now. Yeah, you're correct. I, I withdraw. I withdraw, Kyle. You've, you see that you've, okay. you've won this battleship. <laughs> oh, that feels nice. Oh, I've got a rush there. <laughs> I, w- I, w- I withdraw. You've taken this hillside. <laughs> Shall we talk about Black Mask some more? Let's talk about Black Mask some more. I, I, you and McGregor, one of us, one of our boys. One of right? our, one of us, one of us. Yeah, absolutely amazing. <laughs> Very weird to hear him do an American accent. He's not good at it. Not good at but, it. You know, <laughs> he's he's trying something in this film, and much like Mister Zaz, Black Mask is such a D tier Batman villain. Like, who cares? Do whatever you want with that character. Isn't this the film where he met Mary Elizabeth Winstead and cheated on his wife with her and left his family for her? <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that detail. I did know it's where they met, but I didn't know about all that other stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, this is a 
Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I love you, McGregor, but uh, his PR team are honestly they they're gods because the fact that they were able to <laughs> protect him from the wave of sort of hate that was sort of just washed off against the rocks because people had a lot of you know issues with him because I he, I think he does have like a whole family unit that he left for Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I believe. Hmm, okay. It's it's quite a... Oh, it's a story. But as an actor! As an actor. <laughs> he's very good. He's an actor. He's great in this film. I love Black I, Mask. Yeah, well, I mean, like, Black Mask in the comics, as far as I know, he's basically just a regular crime boss who has a black mask. That's that's it. Yeah. He's, just, he's just a mobster with a gimmick. Yeah, pretty much. So taking him and making them this weird, um, eccentric murder man... Fine, cool. I, I like that he takes faces off people. Like I'm a fan of all this. See that that was a bit much for me because that's a very Joker thing to do. Is it taking does, masks, does, faces off people? Does, is that something Joker does? Joker takes his own face off and, and staples it back on again at one point. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I, I I feel like cutting people's faces off is a bit more generic horror. Like I've, I've seen horror movies that do that. Sure. I don't know. It's just maybe it's just me being squeamish about gore. Yeah, but possibly, possibly. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I feel this is fairly generic psychopath stuff, you know. But yeah, you you said earlier that you think like you would prefer this movie if if this was Joker instead of Black Mask. I think so. Yeah. I I I disagree with you, Nathan. I think I think as a villain for this movie, I think Black Mask is a good choice because. He is. He's nothing. You can do anything like, with him. Well, part of that, but he is. He's someone who, kind of, like, how do I put this? Go ahead. He, he's someone who wants to take advantage of Harley Quinn, and you can, you can interpret that however you want, right? Diamonds are girl's best friend, Kyle. Uh huh. Um, he certainly wants to take advantage of Black Canary. That's a whole thing in the movie. Yeah. Which I'd say, you know, he's very upset when he finds out she's a traitor. Did that take you by surprise? He's like crying about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's but he's so infatuated with himself, he can't stand rejection. Yeah, sure, that that, that sounds about right. Like, I, I I totally sort of buy it. Like he heard someone laughing about something unrelated, and he's like, stand up on the table. I'm gonna have your friend mm-hmm. cut your own dress off. Yeah, he's just—he's he, he's a he's a big sexist. Yeah, I, I actually is. think he is in another movie. <laughs> I, I think he. I don't think that's. I the think case. he could be really sinister, and the scenes that are him without any of the protagonists of the film, apart from the uh, Black Canary, I think he is genuinely quite a scary character. Whereas I just don't really care about the stakes of this film, apart from the scenes where he is being villainous to other people. I don't know. I just I don't care about Cassandra Kane. I fully believe that just get the diamond out of her. Fucking hell. Drop her. Kill her, even. Harley Quinn said, I don't have a problem killing you in the grocery store. Kill her then. Yeah, but she wasn't. She, she was saying that, but that doesn't mean she actually meant it. Mm, I can. As evidenced by the fact that she doesn't kill her. Yeah. Also, something else I could bring up is um, they do nothing with the laxatives. You bought a shit ton, then you just sort of. Ah, you pun. And then you just don't don't do anything with it. They, they they make a joke about it in the in the restaurant. Right, They're like, I gave her laxatives, I gave her fringes, right, and she still hasn't right shared herself. Right yet. at the end of the movie, the film says, "Oh, we done this." 
No, he didn't. You done. You might have done it in the, during the credits, or just um, before the credits. Sorry, after Black Mask is dead, you started to do it. But when you went back to that apartment, you certainly didn't sit down and get the ball rolling. Do you this. need? Do you need a scene where we see the girl drink the laxatives? I can buy that that happened. Um. I, I, yes, Kyle, I do need it because it, that would move the plot along. And instead, we can but stall. The plot, but the- I know, I know time is linear, Kyle, and the, uh-huh. the film keeps happening, Kyle, and that in itself should inherently be plot, right? But it's all just, like, bullshit. I don't want to go to an abandoned fairground, Kyle. You want to watch a 13-year-old girl shit her pants <laughs> is what you want to do? I want, like, the story over. I'm not, I don't care about her having a diamond inside her. I, I want us to, like, get back to some black mass drama. That's what I want. That. But part of the Black Mask drama is that if she turns in this kid, he's just going to kill her. That's part of the plot. I don't care Even... about the kid, Kyle. I'm, well, I'm not that's invested. That's just a failure of you to engage with the movie. I'm not invested, Kyle. No, I think the film should make me engaged. I just don't care. Well, it did. For <laughs> me. <laughs> it's not my fault that your brain doesn't work properly, okay? <laughs> I think my brain works very well. I think I am on the highest of intellects. I think I'm too and smart yeah, for this like film. you like Joker. I, I, I love Joker. So, but yeah, listen, I think as much as I, I enjoy you, McGregor, I do think that it would have been more catchy if Joker is trying to hunt Harley down and Harley is on the run from Joker, right? She, it, it could be, you know, I, but, I think that could be more But the whole the whole thesis of the movie is the emancipation of Harley Quinn. If it's just the Joker, that like undermines the whole point. It's she's going out on her own and she doesn't need the Joker. Yeah, I, and if the Joker is still around, but, then but, like but, but, okay, what what I'm telling you is she is on the run from Joker. She knows she doesn't need him. The Joker is coming anyway. You know, it's about breaking free from an abusive relationship. I think that would be more compelling than this, where she just got dumped and then she's crying about it, which might be relatable to the demographic that maybe this film's trying to advertise for in the cinema. But I don't... Well, she got dumped, and then she's weeping about it, and then we're just moving on. Do, 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 well, do something with... You've, you've got a Joker in this universe. It's, again, it's called, it's, the movie's called Birds of Prey. I feel like it, it just sort of doesn't use the resources at its disposal and does something less interesting. I've... I, I just... I don't know how to argue with that, because it's just a fundamentally flawed idea of what the movie is. Ah, I don't think so. I get what the film's I, going for, Kyle. I don't think me and you are even necessarily saying different things on the uh-huh. on the level of what this film is about. I mean, you know, I think that where, you, where I see a wasted slot and a release schedule, you see like... A good movie? Yeah, a good movie. Um, I, ju- I just oh, think like, that like, they could have used better it, ingredients. The movie is about how Harley doesn't need the Joker. If you have the Joker in the movie, then not even like within if within the movie, sure, whatever. But with outside of the movie, from like a marketing perspective, you're still saying like Harley Quinn still needs the Joker. Oh yeah, and which maybe you would argue is true, but it's not true. So having them not be in the movie just makes more sense for what the movie is trying to do. I will allow you to have that opinion. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I. Kind of um of the of the villainous perspective, where I just fundamentally enjoy Harley Quinn Joker things. That this film could be meta textually trying to say 
Harley Quinn as an intellectual property, as a franchise character, does not need the clown prince of crime. She is her own thing, audience. Mainstream, the mainstream people out there. Just so you know, she ain't just the Joker's girlfriend. She's her own thing. And that's how we're going to market it. That's how we're going to shoot it. If that is the, the the goal of this film, then, I mean, you could it was a success, I would say. I think there's especially over the last 10 years, which I know this film isn't 10 years old, uh, there's definitely been a lot more movement to make the Harley Quinn seem more independent from the Joker. But in this universe, we never really get Harley Quinn and the Joker together, ever. We get half of it in Suicide Squad, and then that's it. Well... And because you're I building mean, this universe, like, give us some of the best stories. You're denying yourself Nathan, the story. Nathan, we're eight movies into this universe. Our second movie was Batman v Superman, okay? Like, it, 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 on the grand scheme of things, this, fran- this franchise is all about not setting things up. So who cares? I, who cares? I just think it's... Honestly, it's, 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 just tell interesting stories. I just think it should... Yeah, if that's what the Joker was. I, <laughs> I think that films like this shut the door behind you to tell another story about it. That you can't now tell the happy or the toxic relationship story between Harley Quinn and the Joker. Sure you can. Make a prequel. You can do prequels. Make a prequel. I think that the DCU was trying to just run forward at this point. Uh, it was trying to, oh, yeah. it, you know, all about rushing. And I just think it's a shame. I think it's a great shame. Well, I'm, I'm sorry that you hate fun. I, I do, I do I hate fun. I do hate fun. That. That's also true. It is also true that I'm a big hater of fun. Ah, okay. Would you like to know what we're doing next, Nathan? Are we finished talking about the film? I don't know. Do you have more to say? That felt like we were done. I have so much more to say. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Huntress, uh, her, her family were killed by Russian mob mafia, and then one of... I don't know if they were Russian. Oh, no, I forgot she goes to Sicily, right? Yeah, she goes to Sicily. She's killed by another Gotham Mafia family. For some reason in my head, I thought it was a Russian name. No, it's it's the usual um, Mafia bosses. It's the Carmines. No, the, the, the Falcons and the Carmines weren't brought up at all in this film. I thought it was very strange, actually. Was it not the Falcons and the Carmines? Nope. Did I? Okay. No, nope, I thought it was very weird. So I was always like, who, who owns the rights to those family names? Who don't you want to pay? <laughs> This is how I felt my brain works. I'm like, why Why aren't you using that as an option? What is the reason behind not using that creative decision? Mm-hmm. And then she, one of the goons takes pity on her, which is fine. You can have a sympathetic goon. But then his family happens to be expert assassin trainers and yeah. trains the, the, the crossbow killer. And is that from the comics, Kyle? I will concede to not knowing anything about Huntress in the comics. I'm fairly sure that's the one comics that she was trained by the mafia to be a mafia killer. But she wasn't trained, and she then was trained by point, like, the mafia's personal life family. I, I mean, they they condensed it a bit, but usually it's the case that she's trained by mafia folks. Right, okay. For, okay. for the purposes of hunting down mafia people, and then Batman approaches her and says, you could you could change your powers for good instead, you know. Very good, very good. Yeah, so, Kyle, what was the... Uh, what, do you, what do you think this film's impact has been on the on the DCEU. Uh, what what do you mean by that? Like, as I early spoke about earlier on, there was talks about spin-offs happening from this, right? Yeah. Do you think that these characters in this film could have supported further storytelling, or do you think this film is a firmly good okay, we don't need to revisit this? I would happily see more movies with these characters. Okay, but do you think the film warrants it? I, 
Yes? I don't know what kind of question that is. You, this feels like a very leading question. Why don't you say what you want to say, Nathan? Okay, well, what I'm saying is yes, I do. I think there should be more. I, As I've said, I think I've said at nauseam, Kyle, I think there should mm. be more of the characters in this film because we were cheated in this movie and didn't actually get them. <sighs> but you left the movie with the impression of liking these characters. I did. I wanted more, Kyle. I wanted more. Well, then... I don't see how that's a failure. Um, the Five Nights at Freddy's movie, Kyle. That's why. That, that's just that's just that's a theory. Just, name. That's just to say, Kyle, a film that I hated, but I'm happy it's getting a sequel because it's a, it's another it's a swing at it to get it right. You know, sometimes films that you hate but love the concept of, you're like, please succeed just enough to make another one where you can correct the mistakes. You know, mm-hmm. and it's uh, I would have liked to have seen. There, in my opinion, many mistakes corrected for a sequel. Well, I don't. I'm assuming this movie was a big flop because 2020 is COVID year. But well, Kyle, what's interesting about that, Kyle, is it came out uh, in February 2020. Oh, that's right at the start. No, it was like a month before. I know it's called. No, it started in like January. Did it? It, was, not? it started in 2019, Kyle. Technically speaking, but it did not hit the oh, world yes. until like March, right? Okay. And yes, films have a, a leading big run right but this film made 205 million dollars at the box office mm-hmm. not bad not great right that's worldwide i should say i think i said that uh, its budget was 84 million so it definitely made its money back yeah. i found it quite bizarre that they never tried to do more with this but quite like everything like the trench spin-off dc was it's just the case with all of the dc stuff yeah, yeah. like they just always drop stuff i uh... I, I always find it annoying with the things I like in movies are the things that aren't continued with. <laughs> what are we talking about next, Kyle? Well, next, we're staying on the Lady Hype train because it's Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, I think we're going to be in firm agreement about that one. <laughs> Who knows, though? Oh, Who knows? That'll be nice Who knows? to agree on something again. No, it'll be boring. It'll... At least we're done with clowns, you know? Uh, I, don't, I don't know, Kyle. I think we've got some clowns coming along. <laughs> <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for watching or listening, should I say, to this episode of Enter the Snyderverse. You, as always, you don't know. Maybe they've just been sat there watching the the audio visuals this whole time. I do that sometimes. I enjoy looking at the <laughs> images that you place into each little fragment. I enjoy, oh, I, enjoy it. I think you put a lot of work into that and I enjoy watching going, oh, what's that image? What's that image? I enjoy doing that. Because I'm boring, Kyle. I hate fun. <laughs> um, and I, yes, as always, you can find me at, at Nathan Tinney on Twitter, on Threads, on Hive, on Blue Sky, on Mastodon. I activated my Mastodon, Kyle. Oh, that's exciting. It's very exciting. You can also find me at that on Twitter, sorry, Instagram as well. Kyle, where can they find you? People can mainly find me on YouTube at Kyle the Scott, where I do video essays and game critiques and other such things. And all the social medias, well, not all the social medias that Nathan just mentioned, a couple of the social medias that Nathan just mentioned, <laughs> the big ones like Hive, obviously. <laughs> That's where you can find me. That's where you can find you. Uh, you can also follow the show at Enter the DCEU on Twitter. Uh, no other platforms currently in use. But that is where I will run that account. Usually, Kyle does not touch it. Kyle hates social media, as he should, as he should, as he should. It's a he. He lives a better life than me, right? And I, we we respect each other, and that's all there is to it. 
So thank you so much for listening, or watching, if you're inclined, and you can hear us next week in the next episode. 